Welcome to the What's Your Weird Story podcast. Everyone has at least one good story. And some of us have stories that are just to the left of normal. We're interested in the ones that push the boundaries of what we can perceive. Stories that defy explanations. Stories with an air of mystery. Stories we might not share. For fear of being thought of differently. But don't worry. We're all friends here. So... What's your weird story? Hello, Weirdsville. Welcome to the What's Your Weird Story podcast. I'm your host, Barry Johnston. I've got two of my favorite people in the world with me today. I have, of course, Mr. Adam Beebe, who's here with me on a weekly basis. But I also have with me my other good friend, Mr. Jeff Hubbard. How are you, Hub? Hey, I'm good, guys. It's uh, good to be making a return to the to the What's Your Weird Story podcast. Uh, it's always great to be here, and thanks for having me back, guys. Absolutely, man. Good to see you. How are you, Adam? I am doing pretty good over here. Um, we got some winter weather this past week and, uh, I think some more coming, but, uh, I've been enjoying that cause it's all pretty and snowy and everything. Um, the roads haven't been too bad, so you can get out and stuff, but, uh, but yeah, yeah. man, doing pretty good. Um, thanks again, like Barry said, everybody for tuning in and listening. If you're a new listener, uh, thank you for joining us and checking us out. This is a kind of a special magazine type episode of our podcast where we have uh, some special write-ins. That's why Mr. Jeff Hubbard, our special correspondent, resident Bigfoot expert and voice of the listener is here. And also uh, we've got some in an interview and some, uh, and some in- interesting discussion about some uh, recent developments, breaking news in the, in the weird verse or weird verse or weirdsville universe. All of that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, it. Uh, we got some cool stuff. Looking forward to it. And, uh, dude, have you watched the Night Stalker documentary yet? Not yet, no. no. Fuck, dude. It's good. And, really? And, yeah, because they, they interview all of the surviving victims and their families and fucking, um, and they go at it more from the side of the victims mm-hmm. rather than, than exactly what, I mean, they go into detail what he did and stuff, dude, but... Holy fuck, I didn't realize how much damage that fucker did in a pretty short amount of time. Yeah. He was on a fucking rampage, man. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it's just incredible because they couldn't fucking catch the guy, you know? I mean, it was like, you think today, forensics and shit, they didn't have that then, you know? Yeah. So watch it if you get a chance. Really good. Yeah, I I do want to see that. Yeah, and that's why. Uh, and like I said, watching the that uh, I'll be gone in the dark. Uh, the Golden yep. State Killer. Oh, that's, uh, that's incredible too. Have yeah. you seen that hub? I started watching that uh, one day. They, I, I, I happened to catch the first episode on HBO, and they're kind of, I think, maybe running it all. Yeah, yeah, it was every. Order. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I watched maybe the first one or two. I think at least two. And then I think the girls came home or something. For it's, some reason, I was home a while. It's a good one, too. And man. I never got to finish it. But 
It's pretty amazing yeah, how I caught that guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is amazing, man. Yep. That yeah, that really is. I like with uh, with that. If our uh, everybody out there, if you haven't watched it, uh, you should definitely check it out if you have the opportunity to. Um, but I like how it is. Um, it's based on a book by Michelle McNamara, who uh, was she did a lot of research on the subject, and she uh, basically helped you know set the foundation of catching the guy uh, yeah. with the, uh, with. Uh, the people that she worked with and um and this they caught him was like a year or two ago i mean this was yeah it was i recent. guess it was 2019 yeah um, yeah 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 you know and he had been on loose i mean all of his stuff happened in the late 70s and early 80s yeah. you know and he yeah. got away forever and then yeah. they finally caught the, the the piece of shit but um, yeah um do you think cool there, because, do you think in this day and age there could be another like a serial killer like that we haven't had a serial killer like that in a long right i mean since modern forensics really well think? man i you I, know i i gotta say we probably have and, and and you know it's weird with when there's something active like that i don't know if you know we're getting all the i don't know if you know, law enforcement is sharing True. information, you know, right. saying, Hey, we, we think we've got a serial right. killer. I guess BTK, right? BTK would have been pretty yeah, recent, that's, right? That's true. Yeah. That's well, true. you know, I mean, um, I mean, yeah, there, there has been a decline in the amount of serial killers. Um, and there's some, a lot of people that speculate that part of that was because of, um, that a lot of people, there are people who are scientifically minded who think that that uh, lead paint and lead in the water and lead in the air from uh, when they had leaded gas contributed to lead poisoning that contributed to p- creating these serial killers who were all active, like, you know, in the uh, the 70s and the 80s, particularly. Right. You know? And... Um, so that's a, that's a relatively new theory, but I mean, it really makes sense. I remember hearing um, uh, Marcus Sparks talking about it on uh, okay. on uh, last podcast on the left. Okay, that how there was the re- one of the reasons that you know people suspect there were so many serial killers right in that particular part of the 20th century was because of all of this, the increase of the lead and also, you know, I mean, there's also stuff like where there's head injury and head trauma also tends to play into uh, the forming of a serial killer, you know, and all this stuff. But, um, well, I lived in, I lived in a state that was well known for serial killers, Wisconsin for quite some time. And, uh, I always wondered what the common commonality was because, you know, is it the environment? Because it's fucking cold there, like, you know, in the wintertime. And it drives people inside. And a lot of drinking take, takes place. Um, a lot of mental illness can happen, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's a fascinating subject. It, it, it definitely is. It really is. Um, there's tons of... Po- if you're into serial killers... There's tons of podcasts out there. I listen yeah. to uh, 
uh, last podcast on the left, all they do good series on serial killers, good research, and uh, I also really enjoy uh, my favorite murder. Um, yeah, and, and both of those are also they're funny as at the same time as being yeah. really well done and researched. And uh, yeah. Karen Kill Gareth is one of the uh, she's one of the talking heads uh, in the uh, I'll Be Gone in the Dark. Uh, yeah, series. she helped. She helped put the book together, right? She, um, I think, she was friends with Michelle McNamara. She well, she's friends with Pat Oswald. Pat Oswald, the actor and comedian, was married to Michelle McNamara, who tragically uh, died at a very young age. Um, but uh, yeah, she was friends with Michelle through Patton, and. They had that shared interest in, uh, you know. Yeah, I think she. I think she helped because when she died, um, they had to finish mm-hmm. the book. The book. She might have, yeah. And so I think she she either helped finish the book or helped solve the case. One of the two. But well, they uh, were big on they, the, uh, with uh, my favorite murder was big into it and yeah. were you know kind of yeah. keeping it the momentum going right as far as like in the public awareness because a lot of the the discoveries through this series uh you'll see through the series but also you know a lot of the police forces just put it in cold case or completely watched over it and didn't want to acknowledge it back in the 70s and 80s right um, and so you know so you what you had uh was a lot of home detectives you know right. people going out on their own and getting on internet message boards and exchanging uh, information, right. theories, and, and doing stuff like that. Which and is that, incredible. That's yeah, incredible. Yeah, and that has helped uh, solve many, many crimes, actually, but uh, right. that's what helped um, solve this, this yeah. that one, especially. Right. So. Shout out to uh, to folks on Reddit, uh, especially with the GameStop, the whole uh, <laughs> the uh, the stock issue that uh, apparently uh, happened this last week. Uh, it just shows you the power of uh, of people getting together online. So yeah, uh, yeah, cool. That cool. I don't under I've been trying to figure that out. I don't understand it, but I guess you know. Um, Everybody that's listening has heard something about it. Um, yeah, I think the basic gist of it is people invest, and bigger big investors are were betting on they were shorting stocks and betting on it uh, these certain companies failing. Right, and then uh, a bunch of people came in and started buying the stock, which totally reverses. It makes the people that were betting on it losing right lose, lose big time. Yeah. Um, so yeah. anyway, yeah, and I, so I don't understand. I don't understand how that works. I mean, I, you know, I don't understand the stock market, but the, but like, yeah, the betting on something to fail doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, like how you could make money out of that. I mean, unless yeah, I know, literally it's, gambling. But you know, I mean, I guess really, the stock market is gambling. But yeah, um, but yeah, it is. It and it's funny. But it's all. But it's also very. Um, it's it's very interesting because you know all these super rich billionaire stock hedge fund people um, lost all this money, and um, they got very upset, and so they forced 
the some of these uh, trading companies' online apps and stuff yeah. to stop accepting trades from yeah. these, mm-hmm. you know, the Reddit community. These, Which is the, hi- those, highly illegal. Highly exactly. Illegal. And that, I mean, it's, you know, because it's like, oh, no, the rich people lost the money, right. you know, because the poor right. people, you know, did this. They right. altered and manipulated the market. And, um, you know... All it did, all it did, was expose exactly what we all thought to be true, which was right. our financial stability and what we perceive as all bullshit, because it's all numbers that you just move around, you yeah. know. Yeah. And when and and now that it didn't go in your favor, you've exposed yourself by by now putting it in the public's face to 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 no end that you know we know that it's rigged. Yeah, <laughs> because because they and rig I think, it. And, oh, you know yeah. when when when, when oh the, the inside traders. Oh yeah, dude. I mean, do you not to get political? But does anybody think that it is? Um, anybody think that it's weird that politicians get into office making a fairly nominal salary? And and they end their careers multimillionaires, right? Yeah, <laughs> it's because yeah. they're giving inside trader information on stock markets and taking money from large corporations. Yeah, that's yeah. it. And, and we yeah. we all know the score. And you know, also from lobby groups and stuff like that. We know, yeah. you know, we look, look. There are certain members of Congress that you um, at, that take money from. Big lobbies, you know, like Big Pharma, Big Oil, um, the gun comp, you know, lobby, all of that stuff. And, you know, and also probably from, you know, like green and, you know, economy stuff or yeah. whatever, you know. I mean, oh, yeah. it's all sides. It's all sides. We know. Anything that's a tradable, you yeah. know. But uh, we, we know that uh, all sides of it, of politics are corrupt and, you know, that no, you know, some people go into politics wanting to do good genuinely, but you know, it's like the old adage is, you know, power corrupts, you know, and absolute yeah. power corrupts absolutely. So I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. What, we'll see what shakes out with the stock yeah, market thing. With man. the stock market thing, yeah, because uh, yeah, but, it's it's I don't know. But I love that people come together and say, you know what, fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you guys. Let's see what, what kind of damage we can do here. And, you know, going back with the the uh, Golden State Killer thing, the reason why they didn't catch the guys is because these, po- these police departments w- wouldn't share information with one mm-hmm. another because yep. it's all machismo. You know, yeah. I got to be the guy that catches the guy, you know. Yeah. 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 Could have been caught a long time ago. Exactly. Like, easily. Yeah. Been, but, you know, they people were just... People want they want the glory, you know, and it's yeah. more about how about let's solve the crime and let's create less victims, right? Than about you know measuring our you know <laughs> our you know our detective dicks or whatever. I don't know. Hey, but uh, <laughs> but uh, isn't a dick yeah. a detective? Yeah, I was just you know just that <laughs> occurred to me as it was leaving my mouth. Though it my, my hey, my dick's um, a detective. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, yeah. That's uh, check those series out uh, if you're you know for stuff to uh, to you know watch and uh, listen to, and uh, check out now 
what we're going to be hearing today. We've got a couple of write-in stories, and then uh, we've got a little bit more uh, discussion towards the end, and we have a short interview with uh, Johnny from California. So uh, let's get into those write-ins. Hub, how about that first write-in? Hey, it looks like this uh, write-in story is from Al, uh, who found us on Facebook. Cool. I'm just going to jump right in. This happened in Puerto Rico in 1998. It was around 2 a.m. to 3 a.m. My bud and I were in my car driving back from a punk show. We had gotten off the highway 20 minutes before and were driving the dark, lonely mountain roads leading up to our hometown. The roads were almost deserted in that area at that hour. So we were the only car driving along them. They curved continuously up the mountains with nothing but cliffs on either side. Not only did they have tons of curves, they were also very sharp with some U-curves here and there. It could be a scary ride if you were not familiar with the area. But we were locals and I knew the curves almost by instinct. My bud and I were in my car listening to music smoking cigarettes, and talking about random stuff. We still had like half an hour to go up that road when I saw headlights in the distance behind us. I didn't think anything of it until I noticed the car was speeding. We were approaching a straight part of the road, so I pulled slightly to the right to allow them to pass, since I was driving slower than they were. But it stayed right behind us. I pulled my arm out of the window and waved them to pass, but it still stayed there behind us. Weirded out, I continued driving and noticed it kept speeding up, staying very close to us. Then it went almost bumper to bumper with us, turned off the headlights for five to six seconds, turned them back on, slowed down, allowed some space between us, then once again sped up bumper to bumper, turned its lights off for a few seconds, then turned back, turned them back on and repeated the cycle for a good distance, even yeah, dude, on the that, curves. That is, that would be scary. Yeah. You know, because that's somebody who is being, uh, you know, very dangerous, very reckless and, you know, trying to intimidate you or get yeah. your attention or something. Yeah. But, uh, they'll, that get, they'll get your blood scary. pumping. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. The car was a white sedan, but I couldn't make out the model. I couldn't get a good look at the driver since I was focusing on the road and the curves. A few times I'd sneak a peek through the rear, rear view. I could see someone, but it was too dark and I could only see their hands on the wheel. My bud couldn't really see either, and like me, he was also freaking out. After a few harrowing minutes of this weird chase, the car passes us with its headlights off, speeds ahead, hits the brakes, blocking off the road ahead. Oh, shit. My headlights were on, and this time we could see the driver, a male wearing a white shirt, dark hair, but the face was indistinguishable. It was almost blank, but not really. The best... I could describe was as if it was as it was if it was 
if it it was if it were blurred. Whoa. Damn. He stood there a good 15 yards or so ahead of us. At that moment, we thought we were getting carjacked. We sat there shaking, and I told my bud that if he wanted the car, he could take it. We were planning on bolting from the car and running into the mountain forest, hoping he'd just take the car and leave us alone. It may have seemed like a foolish idea, but carjackings were on the rise at the time, and I figured I wasn't going to risk our lives over a car. Mm. Plus, he didn't get out or pull a gun yet, so we figured now it was a good time as any to make a break for it. Just as we were getting ready to open the doors and run, the car straightened itself back out on the road. It turned on its headlights and zoomed away. And when I say zoomed away, it was just that. It was as if someone hit a fast-forward button. No engine revving, no burning rubber, no sound at all. Almost as if it just flew away up ahead in the curves. Whoa. Hmm. We sat there dumbfounded for a few minutes. I didn't dare to drive ahead just yet. So we gave that thing time to go up ahead while we recovered from the whole ordeal. Then I asked my bud, did you see the driver? And he confirmed that indeed he couldn't see a face either, just a blur. Maybe it was pantyhose over the head? Who knows? Hmm. But, but the way it sped up and disappeared like that, like an entity rather than a car, is what really got to us. After a few more minutes and a shaky cigarette, we continued our drive up the lonely mountain road and fortunately didn't run into the white sedan again or since. Wow. The end. Wow. Dude. That's freaky. That's weird. That is weird. Yeah. That's really that weird. Well, well written, too. Thank you, Al. Yeah, it was. It really was yeah. a, a well-written story. That is... Um, I have no clue. I mean, it, I was first. I thought maybe some kind of like, uh, uh, you know, one of the Men in Black, right? But I don't know, man. It doesn't seem like that behavior. But then again, you know, all the, the reported behavior of Men in Black is all very strange, right? But they typically, I think, have drive black cars too. So I don't know. So weird. Yeah, that's very. Um it's just odd that it would it would choose to to mess with them like that and then just speed off like uh you you know usually there's more um there's more of a conflict there usually uh -huh. you know um if somebody's doing that they're doing it for a reason they want attention they want to start right. start something they or some they want feedback right you know what i mean it's weird that that would just like sort of this thing would mess with them from behind, get in front, and then just take off at some point. It's just weird. Yeah. Just very strange. Yeah. Very strange. I mean, blocking the road, you know. Yeah. Full, you know, full car length, I guess, and then yeah. For what reason? Have, you know? Yeah, and for who knows how long they sat there, but. Yeah, I would imagine it's at least a minute or something while they had that, you know, discussion. Right, I'm bailing. I don't yeah, care. Yeah. Yeah. Right, let's go. Right, and then you know, yeah, and just this is taking taking off, zooming yeah. off, flying off, man. Yeah, 
That is wild. That is dude. Uh, that is a good story. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Thanks, Al. Okay, guys. Uh, looks like we've got another write-in. Uh, this one was sent to us from Eli from Texas. Okay, this is how he begins. This happened in Flower Bluff in Corpus Christi, Texas. The closest road is Hustlin' Hornet Drive, I think. Well, one day before Martin Luther King weekend about five years ago, I went to a thicket by my school after classes were finished to enjoy nature. I walked down a path that I had walked down before, and nothing weird had happened previously. I walked all the way to one side of the trail. There was some grass, then a neighborhood on the other side. I decided to head back the other way. Then, while I was heading back the other way, I heard some rustling in the thicket. <laughs> at, at first, I thought that it was a pretty big animal, as the rustling was pretty loud. But then the rustling stopped, and I wasn't worried about it. Then the bushes rustled again. And this time, I saw a shrub about three to five feet high, maybe more, move violently from side to side. I was freaked out for a little bit, but it stopped, and I kept walking down the path to get back on the other side. Then... I heard footsteps coming from behind me. I stopped and looked back, but I didn't see anyone or anything behind me. Then I kept walking, thinking it was my imagination. It happened again. I stopped and said, hello, thinking that it was another person walking down the same path. Again, the footsteps stopped, and there was no response. This happened one or two more times. The final time it happened, I said, Hello? Is anyone there? I was freaking out at this point because it seemed like every time I would start walking, the thing would follow me while I was walking. Whenever I stopped, it would also stop. I decided to tap the ground with my shoes to see if I was hearing an echo. No echo came from the ground. Then, I heard the footsteps coming closer and closer. I panicked and ran into a game trail and hid there. The footsteps stopped for a second, but then quickly resumed. I panicked and ran out of the thicket completely, leaving my backpack there. I stood outside the trail into the thicket where everything began hesitating to get my backpack back. I waited for a few minutes. I decided I would rush back into the thicket and grab my backpack and get out of there really fast. I tried to mentally prepare myself for anything freaky I might see on the way back in and out of the thicket. I rushed in and grabbed my backpack as fast as I could. I did not see any evidence of anything unusual in the few seconds I went back into the thicket to get my backpack. I left the general area pretty quickly for obvious reasons. All of this happened on a clear, sunny day. Wow. Damn. Interesting. 
Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty intense, man. That really is. Thank you for sending that in, Eli, first before we get into yeah. that. Yeah, that uh, sounds intelligent, whatever it was. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it. I mean, obviously, the first thing that comes to mind, and maybe this is because I've been watching uh, I'll Be Gone in the Dark, the. Uh, Oh the, yeah, man! The Golden State Isn't Killer uh, documentary series. Uh, first thing is obviously he sounds like he's being stalked by uh, somebody. You know, yeah. um, maybe maybe it is something. Sorry, my cat was just digging her claws into my leg, and I was able to not shout out in pain. So <laughs> please appreciate that, everyone. Hey, I out do. There. I do. You got the zen of a monk, man. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I don't know, man. I mean, that's, that's the immediate thought of course, is that somebody's there trying to hurt you, but you know, if it was a person, they had to be like an, well, not a, they had to be somewhat of a clumsy ninja to be heard, but they were able to be not seen. So, right. Right. Yeah. Wild, wild. What do you think of? Well, I mean, you know, Adam's mind ran to uh, a, a human being, but of course, my mind runs to, uh, you know, our friend Mr. Bigfoot or right, some right. kind of an animal. Right. Uh, you know, uh, and uh, Eli didn't really describe, I mean, he, he talked about the footsteps, but he didn't say whether. Uh, he thought it sounded like four feet or two feet, uh, you know, what kind of footsteps, but, you know, for you to hear footsteps outside, uh, it's kind of got to be a heavy, mm-hmm. you know, uh, some kind of a creature that weighs, you know, a certain amount. It's yeah. not going to be, uh, you know, I mean, you could hear a rabbit and, and some leaves or something, but to actually hear the falling of footsteps, it's got to be, an animal of, you know, a pretty decent size. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's weird too, you know, you know, if, if you, you would think if, if a human was stalking someone, they wouldn't be shaking a bush. Maybe they would, uh, uh, try to be a little more quiet, but right. uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's interesting. It could be, could have been a mountain lion or, mm-hmm. uh, could have been a deer, could have been a wild boar. I don't that's know. that's what I was thinking that, you know, as far as like uh, animals uh, other than humans or Bigfoot. Right. Um, if it was a deer, you know, a deer to me doesn't seem like it would have the behavior to where it would um, follow along with you and then stop right. when you did. A deer would in all likelihood, just uh, have bolted as soon as it, you know, heard. And he would, uh, you would hear the difference. And then also, you know, a deer would probably have, it would have a different step pattern. And I think with a four-legged creature, you would, un- you would kind of, you know, feel or, you know, hear the difference in that, that pattern. Right. Um, but also four-legged creatures, unless, like you said, unless they're really big, you're not going to hear the footsteps, you know? Yeah, right. Yeah, because you probably wouldn't hear a dog or a coyote or something patting down that trail. Now you might hear him rustling in some bushes, but 
It yeah. seems like there is an intelligence to it because of the way that it went along and then it stopped when right. he did and then picked up when he did. And then, right. Right. So, yeah. Trying, and then it, trying to hide himself or yeah. hide the sound. Yeah. It's cool. It's a cool story. Of course, you know, maybe it was supernatural. You know, maybe Could there's a, a specter of spirit of some, uh, Pioneer or uh, Native American down there following could, him? Could be. Could yeah. be. Could have been. Could been uh, could, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. Oh, I was thinking, you know, well, that area too, it could have been, uh, you know, uh, an illegal alien yeah. hiding out. Could be. Uh, you know, yeah. yep. Christy, fairly close. I, I don't know. That's kind of maybe a little too far east. Mm-hmm. Uh, but who knows? Yeah. Or yeah. it could have been another type of illegal alien from off planet. Maybe it was in a stealth suit. Could yeah. be. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Could be that. Yeah. Could have been a Nordic. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or a reptilian, <laughs> you know, shape shifting reptilian or something. You know, who knows? But either, regardless, that is very freaky, you yeah. know, because you, you, you're aware of this ain't right. You're aware you're being stalked, essentially. Yeah. You, th- you think you're alone and you're not, or you, yeah. or you, you sense that you're not. That's, yeah. that's a pretty, that's a pretty, uh, scary thing. And, uh, Regardless of of what or who it was, you know. Of Thankfully, he, also, he didn't have ahead. a run in with it or whatever. Yeah, you know. Yeah, for real. Of course, there's also the possibility that um, he was actually, um, you know, maybe he was he was unawaringly stalking somebody else. You know, like a right. reversal that, of the roles. That, no, that would be funny. And that he that would be great. He was being stalked. Yeah. The other person thought they were being stalked, and so they just kind of simultaneously went right. through this at right. the same time. Car- so. Cartoon like. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Also, what cool. I wonder, you know, I, I was just going to say uh, one more thing. You know, he said he'd walked down there before, and so maybe this was his second time. But I wonder if he'll ever go back. After that experience, oh yeah, true. I would maybe probably not alone. You know, yeah, yeah. I would imagine, I'd hope, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, you know, um, who knows? So, well, yeah. thanks, Eli. We appreciate you sending that in. That yeah, is man. a really intense and really scary scenario, regardless of what was there after you. Um, at least you know it's not a vampire because it was daylight. It's true. That's true. Hey, did you guys, real quick, did you listen or see the um, the interview with Travis Walton, I believe is his name? The guy that the movie Fire in the Sky was created about? Um, No, I hadn't. Dude. Is it a recent interview? Yeah, Rogan had him on about his abduction. And he was talking about, I mean, it's... I didn't know this because it's been a long time since I've seen that movie. Um, and he said that they got some shit wrong, of course. You know, they embellished right. things that didn't need to be embellished and stuff like that. But it took place over five days. He was abducted. Yeah. He was abducted. 
And, um, but they were talking about like when he was, when he came to, he was, um, in, in the craft or whatever. And then like these, these, he said, you know, typical, what you would think of an alien looking like, you know, big head, small body kind of a thing, big eyes, the gray type. Yeah. 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 Um, and he was, he was fearful and, um, he jumped down off the table that they had him on and he's grabbed some sort of object off of a, uh, a table laying there and started swinging this object at him. He said it was like a glass tube. And then, um, and then I think that he, like he went out, like they did something to him and he, he was out. And then he said that they, they, when he came to, they presented a human, what looked to be a human, Mm-hmm. And the guy had on a, a a clear helmet, like a he said, like like imagine like a fishbowl or something you just stick over your head, mm-hmm. you know. But he was just, he looked human, but he didn't talk. And then he led him out into um, this huge room where there were other spacecraft parked. Basically, it was like he didn't mm-hmm. know what it was. If it was a like a. Uh, another a mothership or something they were in or whatever and then he let him he let him into a room full of human looking people mm-hmm. and no one was speaking and like it was so eerie man but that al's story when i was thinking about the the not, him not having a face like it kind of kind of remind me of that of what he was talking about because he's like he couldn't put his finger on it but it's like it's like they looked human but like there was something about their faces that was just weird, you know, like mm-hmm. indistinguishable or just odd, strange. Yeah. You know, but his story is amazing, man. Like, because he, he seems so normal, the guy. Mm-hmm. He seems so, uh, he's just like a normal guy that's like, you know, had this crazy fucking experience and nobody believed him you know, yeah. forever, but he stuck to his story for 40, however many years. It was 1975, I think, when he was abducted. Yeah, yeah. But you guys should listen to it, man, if you get a chance, because it's really good. Yeah, and of course, Fire in the Sky was the movie that right. was the, made based off of yeah. his experience and he's tr- stuff. He's trying to do another movie. They're trying to put together another movie that stays closer to... Cool. Um, but, you know... Another weird thing, man, is that like where that craft landed, they've done all this research in that area of the trees, and the trees have this really weird growth on the out on the on the portion of the tree that points toward where that craft landed. They've taken samples of all the trees. It's really strange. That's weird. Man. It's so weird, dude. That's wild, dude. That uh, you know, uh, when you're talking about the the other or the humanoids or uh, yeah. whatever on the ship. That kind of sounds like uh, maybe they've harvested, you know, some human eggs and mm-hmm. sperm and have grown their own uh, humans and they don't know how to speak a uh, language and, yeah, you know, but it does, it sounds like that, uh, you know, maybe they can communicate yeah. telepathically or something with the That's aliens right. if, uh, you know, they just remain right. quiet or whatever. Yeah. They can perform actions right. at the direction of that's that's weird. Isn't it wild? Yeah, it could it could be that. I mean, you know, we're speculating, of course, but it could be that 
they don't have language because they don't know how to speak. And um, they certainly wouldn't know how to speak, you know, any earth language. And if the aliens use some form of telepathy to, uh, you know, communicate, then it may be that they can only respond. And so they're kind of like, you know, drones. Yeah. You know, because they are, uh, you know, they can they can be told what to do, but they can't necessarily, you know. Right. Think individually or at least communicate their thoughts. Yeah. So maybe they're just are programmed. Yeah, he, so he said know. he said he thought that he knew that it he said after years of reflecting on it, he thinks that like they knew he was scared. And he said that he didn't think that they meant harm. But he said in order to calm him down, they presented a being that was familiar, you know, so right. he so right. you know, it was just so so crazy, man. But anyway, let's get on the Bigfoot. Yeah, dude, there's uh, some big news in the the Bigfoot arena, and uh, it's always a it's always nice to have uh, Jeff here when we have a Bigfoot story. So, right yeah. from our local state, nonetheless. Yes. Uh, yeah, he is a representative state rep from uh, Southeast Oklahoma. Yep, uh, Jason Humphreys is his name, and he introduced a bill in the uh, Oklahoma uh, House, and it was a uh, a bill for su- suggesting a Bigfoot hunting season. Which- right, you're going to be able to. Uh, well, if it, if it passes, uh, the wildlife department is going to have to enact uh, rules to uh, create a Bigfoot hunting season. Huh. Do you know what and, brought this on? You know, I, I don't really know. I've, I've listened a little bit to uh, and read a couple articles and, you know, it could be uh, kind of a you know, a fundraising idea. Okay. Uh, maybe a novelty type. Yeah. Uh, idea. They'll get people to buy these licenses. And, I got you. I got you. Uh-huh. And also, you know, I guess to also bring, you know, Bigfoot's kind of a, well, we know that from, from our trip down there. Yeah. And he, I think he represents that area that mm-hmm. we were, were in, uh, when we went to the Bigfoot festival. Sure. And, uh, you know, it really it's become a national uh news story and and I think, you know, it will bring more attention to right to Bigfoot in that area. That makes sense. Bring revenue in. Sure. Cause that that, yeah. that little festival down there does bring in a little bit of money, man. I mean, there's mm-hmm. people that go down there and it's pretty it's it's a pretty good time. Yeah. Yeah. I watched a um a, I guess an interview or a press release or something that he did um, it was posted on his Facebook, and he had stated how, um, you know, he wants to create this the Bigfoot season, and of course that will make it where you have to get a license, and you know, um, you know, and that whoever knows how much that's going to be or how long it will be, but you know, like uh, my brother actually would talk to me about this, and he was suggested that more people will probably buy it as a novelty. Sure. You know, than uh, than actually in, with intent. Oh sure, big sure, but, sure. Uh, but Humphreys, um, he said that he'd rather um, Bigfoot be captured than killed. 
which is that's always nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he hopes that the uh, the wildlife department will issue a twenty five thousand dollar reward for the capture of Bigfoot. Hey, that's nice. Yeah, yeah. That's a decent um, chunk of cash to capture Bigfoot. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. But, but ultimately, I think he you know he uh-huh. he said uh, he wants to uh, you know generate you know use it to generate revenue, use it to um, you know attract tourism yeah. to the area. Right. And uh, you know I think it's a I think it's fun. I think it's a smart, fun way to actually, you know, generate a little bit of money. Right. So. When do we know, when does that hit the floor? When do they debate this? Well, uh, it'll, it'll have to go through committee. Uh, and, you know, that's, there's a question of, you know, I mean, who knows if it'll even go to committee. Yeah. If it goes to committee and they approve it and pass it out of committee, then it will go to the, to the floor. And probably get a pretty lively uh, and interesting debate. I would yeah, think, man. Yeah, on the floor. That might be a good one to listen to. I was going to say, do we have a? Do they broadcast that kind of stuff? They do. Okay. Yeah, all that. That's all broadcast live. They actually will have. They have video. Okay. Uh, uh, a, a live video feed as well. Okay. Where do you get that? Do you know? Yeah, if you just go to the state legislature's website. Okay. Uh, you can go to the. Uh, it's, okhouse.gov because i I, uh, i'd seriously love to catch that i would love to watch that take place that would be fun when that when it comes up if it makes it i'll text you guys yeah uh, i can send you that and and you'll have to check it out yeah for sure yeah i i I think i heard that if it does go through um that it could be enacted as early as like uh november of this year 2021 so hey what What's a deer tag cost, Hub? Uh, you know, I've got a I've got a lifetime hunting license. Okay, but I, I want to say uh, probably a deer tag probably costs around twenty five or thirty dollars okay. for in state. Okay, mm-hmm. I would think, and then it's probably double that for somebody an out of state. Uh, yeah, person. And then you got to have a license on top of that. Yeah, yeah. Then you've got to have a hunting license on top of that. Gotcha. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I mean, it would be cool to have a have a card that says, you know, oh yeah, Bigfoot hunter. You know, depending <laughs> on yeah, depending on how much it costs. I, yeah, I I think I you know I'd probably wouldn't mind having one of those. Yeah, which you know the thing is I don't know. Uh, it, it would be cool if they made a stamp or something like that. Uh, Oklahoma's kind of gone to a more digital. Uh, licensing system for right. hunting like you don't have to carry pieces of paper in your in your wallet anymore okay they, uh you kind of have a digital license and you can i guess if you get stopped by a game warden or whatever you give him your license number and he can see okay uh, he can pull it up and see what all you're licensed for okay but i think something like this you know this would definitely be something that they would want to probably issue some kind of yeah. paper yeah or uh you want a, a certificate or something, yeah, or stamp yeah, yeah. or right. something, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, man, or, or a card, you know, right? Like just yeah, a, yeah, yeah, a, a wallet card, you know. And again, that you know, to go along with the novelty idea of it, yeah, you know, issuing one of those, and you know, yeah, that you wouldn't want, be too terribly expensive, and yeah, yeah, you want to hang that in the office, you know, yeah, yeah, or, that's or, true. Or, you know, that's true. yeah or carry it in your wallet, like right. I would do, right? Do, so. Right. <laughs> well, hey, uh, thank you. 
Al and Eli for writing those and sending those to us. Thank you again, as always, Mr. Jeff Hubbard, special correspondent, resident Bigfoot and expert, resident Bigfoot expert <laughs> and voice of the listener. You got to make sure you get all your accolades in. It's contractual. Ob- yeah, contractual, appreciate that. And- <laughs> yeah. Contractual obligation to get all those in. So. <laughs> Thank you for yeah, that the- does say that in my contract. So, <laughs> right. Uh, no, yeah, those were great stories. Some, some very interesting and hair raising experiences from those people. Yeah. So, yeah. thanks, guys. You guys are keeping me on the on the podcast and keeping me active. So, I, I always appreciate getting those stories. Definitely. Yes. So, definitely. If, you, uh, if you've got a story and you don't want to, you know, tell it with your uh, voice and face to us. Um, you can write it in and send it to our uh, email. It's what's your weird email at gmail.com, or you can send it to us on the Facebook page or on our Instagram or Twitter or wherever you can send it to us. Um, so yeah. And then that will give, uh, Jeff some, some more stuff to read. So cool. Let's switch gears. Uh, we got another uh, gentleman on. He's got a really, really couple of interesting stories here. His name's Johnny, and he's coming to us from California. Johnny, what's your weird story? Uh, basically got a Yucca Man encounter. Cool. Sweet. All right. Now, Yucca Man, I think I've heard this, but... Um, yeah, like, I, I've, I, well, this thing is, it happened to my aunt basically and my That's uncle cool. but yeah but uh where where did it take place okay good thank you <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh in the high desert in yucca valley california okay uh, i kind of grew up there for a little bit um i moved out here recently uh uh pretty much basically uh yeah if you, if you look in the yucca man it, it says it's uh two-legged or whatever my aunt says she saw uh two four-legged creatures mm. but they're they were like big and hairy and scary <laughs> and they were walking in unison right like together at the same time uh and then they stopped looked at her car because they're at a stop sign right and uh took to her and then kept walking and uh you know <laughs> they're just paralyzed with fear sure and there was also a pack of stray dogs around with it. There's another weird part to it. Wow. Yeah. So and this, so he, this was in like a residential neighborhood, kind of, but like on the other side of it, where where it was going, these uh, two these two creatures, um, was like the vast desert wasteland, but right where it's coming from was like a residential neighborhood. So like that didn't make sense, but like uh. They they felt the earth shake too <laughs> is another thing really uh, as things passed by wow yeah <laughs> yeah so these things are like they they were scared that the uh, it was gonna flip over the car actually wow was what there was one quote yeah and oh yeah they had human faces <laughs> uh, was another weird detail so so Yucca Man is kind of like a um, kind of like a you I guess in the Bigfoot kind of area would you say something you know like a yeah kind of it's like bigfoot bigfoot's ugly cousin maybe <laughs> yeah. yeah i'm looking uh, at i'm looking at some depictions of them uh some pictures that some folks have 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 drawn up and and they're just big hairy uh creatures 
freaks. Yeah. Yeah. I thought at, what I was thinking at first was that the Yucca Man might have been like some kind okay. of like, you know, like a caveman or something like that. Um, That's what first popped in my mind when you said it. But uh, yeah, it looks like it's more of a some kind of humanoid. It's a desert entity. Yeah, there's various descriptions of it, but one uh, the closest thing that uh, uh, I came with my aunt saw was uh, in 1870-something, uh, someone, uh, I forgot, Turner Helms or something. He, he described it as a giant bear with a human face or, some, okay. or some, a bear-like creature. Okay. Wow. Because, yeah. Uh, Wild. Yeah. Did but, they, like, they're just, like, uh, trot, trotting along, stomping, and then, like, turned and looked at her, and then kept going, like, they're both in sync. Wow. Like, what, when did this, ha- when, what year did this happen? Do you know? Um, around, like, the 1990s-ish. Okay. Uh, we're not too sure on the specifics, but, like, between there and 93. Okay. So, early 90s there. Uh, right. Right. Cool. Um. I wonder if it's like so. It was in a neighborhood, but it was close to, like the edge of town, or right. know, in the, in the like a vast waste. I wonder. Like, oh, go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. Oh yeah, like uh, like yeah, yeah. You don't wonder like how this thing just doesn't cause mass panic, right? As these pretty much monsters walking down the street, right? So they was have it to at like, daytime or night. It was like a dusk. There's still daylight out, but like just uh-huh. dark. Okay. Wow. Yeah. I wonder, I wonder if it had come in, or they, you said there was more than one, there's two of there's them? There's two of them. I wonder if they kind of like, I wonder if they came in and were like looking for food in like trash, yeah. you know? Right. Like like with the dogs and everything, they're stray dogs. So it's like they, mm-hmm. they formed a makeshift uh, wolf pack. Yeah. And they're hunting. Yeah. That's what it tells me. Like right. the yeah. alpha dog or something. Like, right. No, that I mean that that seems to make sense. You know, um, I mean that you would have that stray dogs would be picked up, you know, by something that you know was that would take care of them and and would they could you know that would be perceived as alpha because of size and right intimidation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's wild. Did man. they did they make yeah. eye contact with them at all or? Yes. Yeah. They directly looked him in the face. Wow! Like when when it was like like uh, they looked. They both looked over, like and saw their car, like like looked straight at her. Didn't, didn't perceive her as a threat, I guess. Then turned their head again and kept kept on marching. Dang! Wow! Yeah. Is that in that area? Are there a lot of these sightings, or is it? Um. That's that's the only one uh, I can hear of. Like I'm sure, uh, but I got it from it. There's like I don't know, talk amongst the kids or whatever. Like oh yeah, the Yucca Man, he's out there. Uh, uh, the story, but, like I guess he's like the only one who's like has like had the, like the closest contact with these things. Hmm. Um, I like they. Uh, I've been looking for more. Like I, I can't find any. But wow. Yeah, I had a friend. Yeah. I had a friend that, like, uh, we were talking before before we started. He's in Chico, and he saw something that is more. 
of a Bigfoot type of a phenomena, but um, the way he described it was less hairy and very human looking, um, but uh, but different different than this. This is um, a deserty area, and uh, and the creature to me looks very hairy, like just a hairball with uh, a large hairball. <laughs> more more kind of like a Bigfoot, but a different color than what you would per- perceive a Bigfoot to be. It's cool. Right. Yeah. She said she said these these had black hair. Or okay. Black hair. Yeah. Gotcha. Has she seen yeah. him? Has she seen him since? Um, no, no, no. She, she, she was scared. She's pretty much scared, even though she lives around a corner from there. Uh, she's scared of like she warned everyone, like, "Oh, don't go down there." You know, these, mm-hmm. that's where I saw those things. Right. Wow. Damn. Wow. That's yeah. uh, that had a deep impact on her. That's wild, man. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, I feel a connection to it too, like somewhat. Yeah. So, yeah. You know. Yeah, I'm what, sure. Hearing the story, probably most of your life. It's, mm, man. Yeah. Wow. Did she say how how tall again? Did she say? Did she guess how um, they were. She uh, she she's about six, five, six feet tall. Okay. Um. But they're at the same time still girthy, like. Uh, yeah. A lot of mass. Right, like maybe like a like a small elephant type, right? Mm-hmm. But skinny and with and with a human face. Right. <laughs> so it's huh. like, oh. Wow, um, that's cool. I was gonna say if this happened back in like you know the late '60s or early '70s, that could have just been a hippie. But uh, <laughs> 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 that's true. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. <laughs> Maybe. Any, so, any other weird encounters that you've had in your life at all, man? Any uh, any UFO well, stuff or? I I've seen a triangular craft, really, uh, very low to the ground on Halloween night up here in Northern California. Wow. Yeah, what? when Halloween night was like flying right above us, and we're like me and my brother, we were like, are we really like seeing this right now? Like, wow. Yeah, because like we always been enthusiasts of like UFOs, but like we never thought we'd like actually see it. Right. <laughs> it, it, uh, yeah, it was right over our heads, like in on Halloween night. Uh, no one was looking up though, but like, <laughs> no missing it. The classic triangular craft, and there was like a little weird helicopter uh, chasing it, flying hmm. all weird. Yeah. yeah. Wow. How, yeah, like, what the hell that? how how long were you able to 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 look at it for? Um, just uh, as basic like it was probably flying like not that fast, but like at a you know a steady right. coast. Yeah, as far as you can see, <laughs> pretty much probably like I don't know forty five seconds worth of yeah going off in the distance. Sure, that's pretty long. Yeah. It's pretty long sighting. Um. Do you know? Did it make any sound, or you probably didn't hear it because of the helicopter out? I guess. Um, yeah, it didn't make any sound. We just like happened to look up because we were just, you know, admiring the stars. Or, mm-hmm. Well, everyone else is out trick or treating. Like, there's trick or treaters like right there, and they weren't noticing it. But like, <laughs> yeah, right over. Yeah. So, 
I think I, I I've talked to other people out here too who've also seen them. Sure. At that night in that area. Yeah. So. Yeah. There's like an Air Force base not too far from here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there, there's quite a few sightings from up there. I remember watching a documentary not long ago of a guy. <clears throat> you might have seen it, Adam. I'm not sure, but it was this guy who has like, th- like I he, probably the most UFO footage in in history, mm-hmm. and it's all stuff that he's taken from his camera. But it was all up and down that area, like the up and down the coast, and then into I think the Chico and Sacramento areas where just. Uh, you know, out in the redwoods and stuff, where all these UFO sightings were, and um, really fascinating stuff. You know, and 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 we've talked to on this podcast about there being so many sightings here lately. People talking about them. Um, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if you see some more out there if you <laughs> if you pay attention. You know. Yep. Yeah the the one I saw. Well, I've seen a couple. But the one I saw that was closest was like you, just like you described a triangle formation. I I just saw the lights in the triangle formation. I didn't see the the, the craft because it was that night, and uh, it was up against a nearly black you know pitch black sky. Um, mm. So, but I could see the three lights as it flew over us. And just being like, whoa, you know, yeah, and then yeah. freaking out a little bit about what we saw. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yep. Right, right. Yeah. That's cool, man. Cool deal, dude. What other weird shit, man? You got any other weird stuff? Um, let's see. Uh, well, uh, there's another story my dad loves to tell that happened to him. Um, if you guys know, I don't know if you heard of Van Tassel. Huh. Um, that's not familiar. It's, it's another thing that happened out there in the desert uh, okay. with the, uh, what is it? Uh, uh, Spang Tower. <laughs> oh, my dad would kill me right now. Integratron. <laughs> 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 Integratron. Integratron, okay. Yeah, they're uh, experimenting with a uh, time travel, uh, uh, you know, other physical aspects of that okay um and then uh but one day uh my dad was having to drive by there and uh when he was a little boy a little kid and his girlfriend and they thought they were filming a movie there because he saw a bunch of like uh, officials there you know and uh when he went to go approach them to see if he could be a part in the movie as an extra or something uh this guy van tassel Approached him and like he said, "Oh, the government's kidnapping me right now, and like I'm relaying all my secrets onto you." And like asked my dad if he knew about all these physics, and like he happened just so happened to like know all this, and he laid like some knowledge on him, <laughs> and then like wow. was taken away, and then like he was he uh, was disappeared for like ten years, and then like came back suddenly out of nowhere, like nothing happened, and like he's claimed to had UFOs land on his property. Huh. But uh, he was telling them about like they have the, this box where uh, a machine they already have made where you throw a you throw a lizard tail in it and a, a live lizard would come out running in circles, all crazy. Wow. Yeah. I'm looking at this thing, Integraton. Integraton. Right, and it is. It looks like an observatory kind of 
It's round. Right. It's a round dome, and in it, I'm trying to look and see here. Inside, it looks like is this like a meditation type of a thing or something? There's a bunch of mats laying down. Looks like it's like yeah, it's like a it's more of an experiment for like the uh, acoustics. Oh, negative sound waves. Okay, uh, and other things. Um, because okay, so there's there's the bowls. Um, I'm thinking those are those are the the frequency bowls that like um, monks will rub, right? That make us that make a tone. Those I'm guessing that's what these bells. are. Yeah, I'm guessing that's well, what he, these are. He said to to be a sign in front of it that said how oh we Tegatron time travel blah blah blah. Da, da, da. But then after. That happened. That sign wasn't there anymore. <laughs> huh. But I guess that uh, there's still evidence of that. Wow. Yeah. Is it still there? Yeah, it's still there. Is it still being used? Um, I'm not sure. Yeah. I think so. I think it's just. I think it's just a museum now. Okay. Okay. Yeah. You know, I've never heard of that. Yeah, which is that's... which is which is interesting. We we've heard a lot of stuff and that, that's new. <laughs> yeah. George Van Tassel. Uh yeah. let's see here. I want to see what his Wikipedia says real quick. Uh right, right. let's see. He was born in Jefferson, Ohio, somewhere out by you, Adam. I think it's um uh, Yeah, I mean relative Yeah. Closer uh, to me than it is the Integratron. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh let's see. Started hosting a group meditation in 1953 in a room underneath Giant Rock, uh, excavated by Frank Kritzer. That year, according to Van Tressel, the occupant of a spaceship from the planet Venus woke him up, invited him on board his spaceship, and both yeah, verbally and telepathically gave him a technique for rejuvenating the human body in 1954 van tassel and others began building that building what they called the integratron to perform the rejuvenation interesting interesting yeah it was built partially upon the research of nikola tesla and george lakovsky uh the integratron integratron uh, as being cre- uh, created for science and spiritual research with the aim to recharge, rejuvenate people's cells, a time machine for basic research and rejuvenation, anti-gravity, and, and time travel. The domed wood structure has a rotating metal apparatus on the outside he called the electrostatic dirod. Van Tressel, Van, Van, Van Tassel claimed it was made of a non-ferromagnetic materials, wood, concrete, glass, fiberglass, lacking even metal, metal screws or nails. The Integratron was never completely due, completed due to Van Tassel's sudden death a few weeks before the official opening. Mm. Huh. Yeah. That's crazy, man. That's cool. And so your dad met that guy? Yeah, I guess. Wow. <laughs> right during that, that little That's panic. wild. That's wild. Man. Yeah, I told him about that lizard thing and then uh Yeah, I like uh Wow. 
Yeah. Cool. Man, that's that is wild. <laughs> that's cool. That is really cool too. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Yeah, the whole area for us is just like been trippy. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Sounds like it. So yeah. Your family's had a life of weird stuff. Right. Cool. <laughs> cool. Yeah. We got any other stuff? Um. I mean, that's about it. Okay. I've seen a shadow person too. Well. Oh, okay. Big. Yeah. We love hearing about man. We you know. Anything we love hearing it all, and you know, shadow people always freak people out, so those are always fun. So, you yeah. know, mm. do you want to tell that? That's cool. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, just briefly. I mean, uh, me and my brother parked with our headlights on, and we seen a figure cross the road, a shadowy figure, like with steps. Mm. And we both just like looked at each other, we're like, Oh, did you see that? And like, we waited again, and like, we seen another one, and uh. We went back to that stretch of road. It was all dark where it happened. Uh, I got the, because uh, I was walking down from the road, I got the heebie jeebies right before it happened, too. It was another. Yeah. I'm just like added to it, but. Yeah. Yeah, shout back, out. Yeah, convinced me they were real after that one. Right. <laughs> yeah. We've had a few shadow people encounters, so. Yeah. And yeah. usually the uh, heebie-jeebies is definitely a big part of that, that, you know, people kind of, it's almost like there's a that sense before it happens that, you know, there's usually some kind of a, yeah. you know, they get that yeah. vibe, right. for lack of a better term, you know, so, yeah, know, yeah. yeah. Feeling like you're being watched and like, yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Wild. They are just shadow beings. Are just man. Yeah. Those are freaky, dude. They're freaky. Yeah. yeah. Those are yeah. Well, cool. Definitely. Yeah. Cool, Evil. man. Yeah. Well, hey, listen, man. Thank you for coming, dude. We appreciate yeah, you dude. taking time. Yeah, um, yeah I definitely want to get that uh, that cryptid thing out there because, like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a cool one, man. We have a really had, cool one. We haven't had a yucca man, have we? I don't think we have. No. 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 You mentioned you had uh, some drawings that you said people had or something. Yeah, the, um, when I Google it, there's a bunch of drawings that come up. And uh, uh, okay. yeah, so Google it. Uh, those of you uh-huh. that are listening, go Google it and uh, check it out. There's a few drawings, um, pictures, paintings that people have made. And uh, really, really cool. Cool stuff, man. Yeah, yeah. I hope I could. I hope I described like what <laughs> the best mine. <laughs> yeah. Ability. Oh yeah, yeah. There's there's uh they call it the desert's Bigfoot. So, right. So yeah. Right. The hairy devils. Yeah. There's one really. Yeah. There's one really cool one that looks like. It's like, if you took, like a, a Tolkien kind of a creature. And like stuck really long hair on him. It looked like <laughs> yeah. that's the best way I could or, describe it. Is or it the one? The, movie, the Dark Crystal? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, In the beginning, there's, there's a monster that looks somewhat similar to it. Okay, yeah. Severe mauling is the. Um, yeah, the that's one the one I'm looking, looking at too. Yeah. There's a. Uh, abandoned police car yeah. in the background and it looks like um yeah it looks like a um it kind of looks 
It looks like um, a, a Wookie. Yeah. With uh, with but without hair all over the hands and a right. human face. Yeah. Or maybe if one of the guys from ZZ Top um, wasn't <laughs> wearing clothes that's or right. his shades, it, yeah, it could look like him as well. But that's true. Yeah, that's really that one's that one particularly is really cool. Yeah. Um, but uh, dude, yeah, that's that's really cool. You know, we've got a friend who uh, he's on here every once in a while, who is uh, his specialty area is uh humanoid bigfoot and bigfoot like humanoids and uh i know that he's gonna yeah, he'll really like, he'll dig it really dig your story yeah yeah, yeah. awesome cool cool johnny thanks buddy have a good day yeah, man. man hey you too wow what? cool yeah sorry <laughs> I, sorry i jumped in i was excited uh i too uh yeah no johnny thanks man that was, was really cool uh really cool stories and we appreciate him taking time to to hang out with us and talk a little bit about that kind of stuff yeah it says uh, some new stuff there uh, we hadn't heard about with right. uh george van tessel and the integratron and uh, i'm gonna be having i'll be having some uh, images of the integratron on the uh cool. the instagram and uh jeff have you heard uh, anything about this, the Yucca Man uh, that seems to fall into your area of specialty? You know, uh, I really haven't heard anything about that. But, uh, you know, it uh, sounds like a desert Bigfoot to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, it seems like something I'm going to have to to look into a little bit more because it uh, sounds pretty interesting. Yeah, have you? Have you heard of um, any Bigfoots traveling with, like, dogs, like, with a pack of dogs, like he was describing? No. Uh, And I think that is very interesting for, you know, one species, you know, uh, other than than humans. I don't know of another species of animals that kind of domesticates another species of animals— and uh you know kind of hangs or travels with so that is that is a very interesting uh scenario that he witnessed mm-hmm. so i don't yeah. know i would like to look into that a little bit more yeah that's cool awesome well thanks again johnny that was cool stuff Hey, that's a nice t-shirt you got on there. Oh, thanks, dude. It's brand new. Do you like that? It's one of the official What's Your Weird Story t-shirts. Where'd you get that? It's funny that you ask. I just got it off the brand new Spreadshirt.com site for the What's Your Weird Story podcast. There's no www. You just go straight to shop.spreadshirt.com backslash what's without the apostrophe W-H-A-T-S hyphen Y-E-R dash w-e-i-r-d dash s-t-o-r-y and that'll take you right there i mean you can never own enough clothing well that's true barry there's t-shirts for the ladies because you know they're cut differently there's hoodies which are really cool there's two different kinds of hoodies and there's also tote bags so you can tote your stuff that's so cool man so if you guys go out to spreadshirt.com what's your weird story currently there are two designs but there will be more going up very soon so just keep your eyes out for that and if you decide to get one of our shirts tag yourself on instagram to ours or facebook show your love show us what you got let's see your true colors 
Well, hey, everybody. Thanks for listening uh, to this ep- the first episode of, uh, of the What's Your Weird Story podcast. It's kind of like a, uh, a magazine or a Reader's Digest version with all of our different uh, sections and different stories here. Yeah, it was cool because we got a chance to uh, put some of the pieces that were a little bit maybe short for a full episode and uh this is a, a great spot to to put those into and so uh that's kind of what we do uh if you have a story any kind of story and you come on uh it doesn't have to we don't have to you know spend an hour uh if you don't have that um kind of a story so don't don't worry about that kind of stuff just whatever you got we'll find a spot for it yeah, we're not uh, we're not size queens when it comes to this to story length and size. You know, it can be a a long one, which we thoroughly enjoy. But we also really enjoy the the small short ones as well. Absolutely. Um, so you know, um, bring them. Come one, come all with your stories. Right. And uh, of course, you know, like I said earlier, um, if you uh, prefer to write it in and have the talented and uh, attractive. Uh, Mr. Hubbard, we are very fortunate on this podcast to have such three such handsome oh, yeah. uh, all-around uh, individuals with uh, Absolutely. Mag- magnificent uh, facial hair. Absolutely. Uh, well. and very so true. true. You know, so true. Um, but, uh, Never thought of it like that. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know. Yeah. We've got to, you know, we, 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 we've got to let the listeners know these things because uh, uh you know they're they're uh, they're not going to see they don't see our lovely faces all the time as right. we see each other. So uh, that's right. Well, it's always a good time to to spend with you guys. So yes, I, I thoroughly enjoy myself. Yeah. So uh, write your stories in, and so Jeff can be with us more. Right, guys. I appreciate those write-ins. Keep them coming. It's Absolutely. always great to see you, fellas. Absolutely. What do we got? What's coming up? What do we have uh, next week? Oh, next week, Barry, we've got Philip, and Philip is <laughs> Philip is a character man. He's a funny guy, and uh, he's got a uh, really interesting. Um, I guess you would call it. We would put this in our uh, in our psychedelic explorations kind of. Uh, yeah. Al- maybe even alternative medicines. True. Yeah. True. Yeah. Kind he of was category. Al- yeah, he was a lot of fun. He got in touch with us. We didn't know what to make out of his. Uh, initial correspondence yeah. <laughs> with us uh and but it turned out to be so great and we're just uh delighted to have him on so i can't wait for people to hear it it's going to be a lot of fun yeah it's good good stuff interest and very interesting and we in a great great conversation spawned from it as well for sure um, so yeah tune in next week um same place you get you this podcast every time you know we're all over the place with youtube and spotify and itunes and you know pretty much everywhere you can get a podcast you know you, you should know that actually since you're listening to us now um but uh, subscribe um actually you'll want to uh check your subscription uh after this week for sure um, because we will be switching over, so you might need to resubscribe. And uh, when you do that, um, 
you know, if you've got a platform that allows ratings and comments and stuff like that, uh, please give us a high rating and some com- comments, and that will hopefully drive more traffic to the site or to the podcast, which will bring in new listeners, which will bring in new storytellers, which will bring in uh, more of this fun uh, stuff that we've got going on every week here on the What's Your Weird Story podcast. Absolutely. It might even bring in some new uh, facial hair. I don't know. That's true. Out there. That's true. You never know. <laughs> That's right. All right, everybody. Thanks again. Um, again, always a pleasure, Mr. Hubbard, to have you join us. And uh, everybody, thank you for listening. We will. I don't know what happened there. We'll see you next week. We'll hear you. You'll hear us next week. <laughs> Until then, be safe. Be weird. As always, if you have a weird story, we want to hear it. If you have a lot of them, we want to hear them all. We can't do this podcast without your invaluable contributions. Whether it's sharing your stories, listening, rating, and spreading the word about the podcast. Thanks for listening. Till next time, be safe. Be weird. Stories presented on the What's Your Weird Story podcast are, to our knowledge, true experiences that our guests have had. We can't take the time to research all claims made, and besides, it's just not as fun.